Brilliant Misfits, Episode 47, Self-Dare, Meeting Resistance. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brilliant Misfits. I'm your host, Aisha Kennedy, and I'm thrilled that you're here. And I hope you're enjoying the show. I've been doing some wonderful interviews with women talking about creativity, intuition, creativity in business, uh, creativity in mindfulness. So there's lots of, of, of juiciness that comes through every week and it just thrills me and I really enjoy it and I hope that you do too. And I've started a solo series uh, talking about the creative process. So the week before this week's episode, episode 44, I talked about the very first step in the creating process. And you might want to go back and have a listen to that. They're very short. It's about 15 minutes long. And it's about honoring your ideas, something that we often don't do. And it's a really, really important step in your creating process. So before I get started on today's topic, I want to just invite you, if you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe on iTunes. And if you like a particular episode, something that you really enjoyed, you loved the interview or you loved the solo episode, please go in and give it a rate and review. It's not that easy, but you do have to go in to the the place where you can rate and review. And that often means going into Brilliant Misfits, clicking on the cover art, which will take you to the page where you can click on rate and review. And I'd really appreciate that. It gives me feedback and also helps me to design and create the content for this show. So I really appreciate that. I love that you're here. I have much gratitude that you are here supporting me in this beautiful work that I love so much. Who would have known that I would love podcasting? So let's get into today's show. It's the second part of the creating process. And when I was, today I was typing something and I meant to type self-care and what came through was not self-care because the typo, instead of a C, I typed a D. And so what came through was self-dare. And so today's episode's titled Self-Dare, Meeting Resistance. Now, I wanted to talk about resistance because there's no way getting around this. It is definitely a part of our creating process. No matter what you are doing, whatever you're creating, you're going to meet resistance. It's just part of it. And, you know, you might want to call it the the saboteur or you may acknowledge it as you've hit your upper limit as described in that wonderful book, The The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So, How do you meet resistance? Do you expect it? Do you deny it? Do you ignore it? Do you let it overrun you? So often we encounter discomfort when there's resistance. And too many times I think that as creatives, we cave in. We cave into the resistance that comes through. We start, we have the idea, and then as we're beginning to develop it, we feel resistance. And, you know, so often we just want to numb out. And, you know, sometimes we're given 
ideas that are really, really big. I've worked with clients who have really big, huge visions, and it almost is too much for them. It's it's so overwhelming. I know they can bring it through, but it sometimes feels like, oh my God, I can't do this. And so sometimes we tend to numb out when we feel this resistance and, you know, watch some more Netflix or whatever we do to distract ourselves from knowing that we're here to create this idea that has been asking us to create it. And we try to ignore it when we feel that little bit of resistance. So I want to look at resistance and I want to first compare it to stretching a muscle. Because as you know, I also teach yoga and so I see this a lot and I have it in my own body. I just really, it's just part of what happens when we stretch. What happens when you stretch a muscle? So when you stretch a muscle in a length that's not its normal length, the brain immediately sends a message out to the muscle to contract. Now, why? Why does it do that? because it's trying to protect us from possible injury. But if we maintain and stay the course and continue to stretch, and by that I mean in a very conscious and sensitive way, then after some time, maybe 30 seconds, another signal from a different part of our physiology sends a message back to the brain saying, hey, it's okay, it's safe. And at that point, the muscle fibers begin to stretch because it's been acknowledged that it's safe. So if we use this analogy to the resistance that we often come, and what is resistance? When we encounter resistance, what does that look like? So sometimes, I think for many of us, resistance comes in the form of a crippling self-doubt. We get negative self-talk, and it starts to tell us, oh, the idea is crap, Who's going to want this? All these stories that come through have an effect and we actually contract. And again, if we compare it to stretching a muscle, it's really because the brain is wired to keep us safe. So whenever we're expanding, as you know, whenever we expand, you know, there's this resistance because the brain, the mind wants to keep the status quo because the status quo, there's this illusion of safety, right? You know, if we just stay the same, we're safe. But at the same time, staying safe and staying comfortable and not stretching often becomes stagnant and we get really bored. So I want you to look at resistance as a really, really good thing, a good thing. It's a signal that you're you know, you're stretching and you're doing something so that you can actually create in a way that is going to be more exciting. You're going to feel more passion than if you just stay in the comfort zone because you know what that's like. You know, it's sort of tempting, but in reality, just staying in the comfort zone is, yeah, it's really boring and we, we can't actually stay there for very long because everything's evolving, everything's growing, including us. Nothing stays the same. So it's that old adage about, you know, change is the hardest thing. Change is the most uncomfortable thing. So when we're going into the creating process and we meet this second step and the idea that has come to us is now there and We want to give it a lot of space. We want to give it space so that 
it can grow, it can, you know, do its thing, do different ways. If you compare it to, say, like um, uh, an artist who's a painter, now when they start a painting, it's best actually for them to not rush in and try and get all the details, you know, colored in and not rush to the finish line. You've got to give it some space because what happens is the formless is slowly beginning to form. And if we allow it, that forming informs us of what's needed. So it's not like we have to do it. We can actually have this conversation with our idea and ask it, okay, what do you need? What do you need that will help you to grow? What can I do for you? And so in a way, you're treating the idea as if it's a person and it's an entity, which of course it is. And when you step out of it's your idea, then you give it a lot more space to develop and grow. And you can actually start to allow the resistance to work with you. So instead of crippling self-doubt, you can just let that be in the background and you just go for it, you know, just take action and just see what happens. And even if you make a mess and it's all chaotic, just trust that at some point the form will begin to inform you of what's going to happen next. So I want to look at the whole concept of ideas. And, you know, what happens with ideas is that, think of it this way, there's an idea out there and it begins to download to a lot of people at the same time. So you might be getting ideas that someone else is also getting ideas and that other person may be more aligned to develop that idea than you are. So, you know, not all our ideas are going to pan out because we have to align to the right one that's for us. Just because it comes through doesn't mean it's necessarily the right one for you. So you can think of it like the universe is just planting as many seeds as possible in the hopes that one of those seeds are going to sprout. So here's an example. And before I tell you this story of mine, first I want to say, I've never ever thought of myself as a writer, okay? But yet, one day I had an idea, came through to write a book called You Are Creative No Matter What You Do. It's a little bit of a lame title, but I was really, really passionate about this idea of writing this book because I was incredibly passionate about opening up people's belief that they they are creative when so many people think they're not creative. And I know without a doubt that every single one of us is creative. So this was my fuel. I wanted to write this book. But as I say, I'm not really a writer. So I futzed around, you know, I didn't really focus on it much. I didn't get much writing done. And maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or maybe a year and a half passed and I hadn't done much on it. And all of a sudden, bam, out came Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. (laughs) Holy shit. And then I read in her book that part about how ideas come through, not just to us, but to others at the same time and how the right person, the right person who can bring that eye idea through will probably be the one to do it and we can be grateful for that and so (laughs) I have to say 
I was incredibly grateful when she wrote that book because I tell you, she wrote it and she grew that seed so beautifully and brought through that whole concept of we are all creative. She brought that through so brilliantly, much better than I I could ever do. So I'm going a little off track on this, but I just wanted to share that with you because I want you to get the, just get the sense that when you have an idea that, you know, there's also that same idea is planted in other people. And if you're really passionate about it, if you really feel strongly, just go for it and, you know, start to develop it. But in that second step of asking the idea, what do you want? What do you need from me? What can I do to help you to grow? You may meet that resistance. In fact, I can guarantee you'll meet some resistance. And it usually comes in the form of of some erroneous belief about ourselves, you know, something that, you know, we carry. And all of a sudden it comes up in those moments where we feel like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I, I, there's no way I'm not worthy of this or whatever the story is that comes through that crippling self-doubt, that belief that, you know, no one's going to want what you have to offer. No one's going to even care about this idea. Like all those things that come through, I want to just drive it home that it's natural process. And we can, with a bit of mindfulness, really invite that in and say, okay, I hear your resistance you're welcome to stay, but I'm ruling the roost. I'm the queen of the, the realm here, and we're going to continue to develop this idea. So I have this beautiful phrase from a poem that I recently heard, and I want to share that with you now uh, to help you move through the obstacles. So it's a poem by Alison Luderman. I hope I said her name correctly. And it's quite a longer poem, but I'm just going to read you one sentence of it because it's beautiful. She says, Be small and swim through obstacles like a minnow without grudges or memory. Dart towards your goal, sperm to egg. Thinking obstacle is another obstacle. I love that. And... As a creation support coach, where I work with clients and helping them to develop their ideas, and when they meet these resistances, I help them swim through these obstacles and create and continue to create their vision because their vision is meant to be created. And we come in with these seeds sometimes, and then we have the ideas which spark the seeds. And it's really, you know, it's really our purpose is to to discover what those seeds are that have been planted within us and to nourish them and grow them and bring them out into the world. So many wise people uh, that I've met or, you know, I've read their books and I've often read this phrase, get comfortable with discomfort or be comfortable with discomfort. And it's that same thing. It's like being always comfortable can lead us to stagnation and boredom. So when discomfort arises, embrace it, you know, embrace it. It is uncomfortable, but you can feel where that is in your body and just breathe into it, knowing that you're stretching that muscle. And if you just stay the the course, you just stay, eventually 
it will expand and you will be able to be with the discomfort and continue on in, cre- in your creation, in your creating process and making whatever you're making and bringing into the world. So be grateful when you feel resistance and know that when you feel it, you are on track, sperm to egg. So that's my little rave for today. And in two weeks, I'll have part three on this series of your creating process. So until next time, be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.